Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole. Very happy to be with you today. I hope that you have been paying attention to your actions, that you have been keeping your lists and working on manifesting your dreams. I hope it's true because when we do that, we feel really good about ourselves. We feel like we are accomplishing the important goals in our life. So I know that we've been connecting in this way through Dream Leapers Inspiration for, it's, it's a year, can you imagine? We've been at home for a little over a year and I began these broadcasts, I think in April. And here we are in April again. And from the start, we were looking for ways to be inspired, be re-inspired, to reignite our interest in the highest pursuits that we may have for ourselves and for our families and our communities, especially when the whole world changed. You know, we were sent home because of this pandemic. And I think many of us thought we would be home for a week or two, maybe a month. I don't think any of the lay people among us thought that it would be a year and counting. Uh, perhaps the medical professionals, some of them could probably did even for, I, I know that they forecasted that the pandemic could be devastating for a long period of time. But I don't remember anybody saying we might have to stay at home for a year. Probably if they had said it, we would have been incredulous and who knows how we might have responded. But anyhow, a year it has been. And I often ask people, what have you done during this year? When you look back on your time uh, during COVID-19, what can you say you did to occupy your time? Have you thought about that? I think it's a really important thing to think about because, well, I think it's important for us to think about how we spend our time each day and whether we are being conscious and intentional about how we spend our time, whether we are making choices that support our health, our well-being, our goals, our personal lives, lives of our family and our community. And there are, at certain points in our lives, there are markers that we will remember forever. Like we remember, I know you do, I do. Where were you on 9-11? What were you doing when you learned of the devastation of 9-11? If I were to call on you and you and you and you and you and ask you where you were, you would be able to answer except for people who were either ill, so they didn't have awareness, too young, so they didn't have awareness, outside of, or not born, <laughs> outside of that, people know where they were on 9-11. And that was one day and a source of incredible devastation. This is one year and counting. What did you do during this year? What did you do that you can hold up and, and celebrate and say, I did this for me. If you were to be put on the spot right now 
with that question. What did you do for yourself, for your life, for your family, for your community, for your dreams over this past year? What would you say? And if you are answering that question honestly, would you feel good about your answer? Or would you feel like, oh man, I'm not sure. I think I wasted a lot of time. I went down the wrong path and got stuck. I A bad thing happened. Not just the pandemic, but some other bad thing happened. And I couldn't climb out of whatever feelings uh, and whatever the experience was that kind of took over me. Did that happen to you? Even if that happened to you, that you got derailed, you got stuck, you you were unsuccessful in uh, manifesting whatever it is that you had told yourself you were going to do. Even if that's so, you still have an opportunity to do something about it. Sadly, the pandemic isn't over. But for you and me, it means that we have a choice as to how we're going to spend our time right now as to what we intend to manifest in our lives. And so today's inspiration is about the power of choice. The power of choice. So often we make the mistake of believing that our lives, and I'm just hesitating for a thinking, like how big is it what, what I'm talking about? It's really that our lives are not in our control that somebody else, something else is responsible for the quality of our life, for the uh, things that we do, the things that we say, the places where we live, it's everything. That is somebody else's responsibility, duty, fault, depending upon what the situation is, but not ours. But I'm here to tell you, we have the power to choose how we're going to live our lives. And for adults, anyhow, if you think about it, we have complete power over how we're going to live our lives. When you really think about that, that you have the power to make choices about your life, about what you're going to think, about what you're going to say, and what you're going to do. You really think about that and, and understand the gravity of that, that you have power over your own life. When you take that in, and accept it, then you make different choices. Because many of us feel, well, that's out of my control. That's out of my control. That, this, this is happening because of whatever the circumstances are. Okay, there are circumstances in life. As, as my mother taught, taught me, nothing is easy. But if nothing is easy, then how are you going to approach everything? What approach are you bringing to whatever the task is, the challenges at hand? You may not have control over the challenge in front of you, but you have control over your choice and how you are going to engage whatever is before you. And this is, when you think about this, you can recognize how important it is, how powerful it is that you have the ability to choose. In every moment, you're making a choice. You made a choice right now to turn on this broadcast and to be with me and with all who are gathered right now. You made that choice. 
when this broadcast is over, you're going to make a choice as to what you do next. All throughout this day, this one day, you are going to make choices that will propel you forward, that will push you back, that will have you still possibly stuck or just empowered and still. But it's going to be your choice, who you talk to, what you talk about, how you spend your time. And there's power in that. And if you embrace the power that you have to choose what you're going to do with your life, you can manifest anything. You literally can, but we often don't realize that. So I found a quote. I want to read this quote to you. It's about choice. Attitude is a choice. Happiness is a choice. Optimism is a choice. Kindness is a choice. Giving is a choice. Respect is a choice. Whatever choice you make, makes you. Whatever choice you make, makes you. Choose wisely. This is from Roy T. Bennett, uh, from a book he wrote called The Light in the Heart. I want to read it to you again. There's a lot of things we're going to unpack here. Attitude is a choice. Happiness is a choice. Optimism is a choice. Kindness is a choice. Giving is a choice. Respect is a choice. Whatever choice you make, makes you choose wisely. And my sister Stephanie talks about her joy often. And she says, nobody can steal my joy. No matter what is going on, she engages joy and she's very conscious about engaging joy. And she says, nobody can steal my joy. If I'm in an argument, I can choose to fall deeply into the negativity of the argument, or I can choose to hold on to my joy. And it's something that she has had as a practice since we were kids. And she's very powerful executive uh, in our country now, working with lots of different people, having made tons of decisions. And what people say about her is how much joy she has and how she moves with joy, that she that the, the way that she moves through space and engages others is by engaging joy. She says, consciously, no one can steal my joy. That's a choice for her. Now this quote says, attitude is a choice. You know, sometimes it can be hard to have a positive attitude when you're frustrated, when things are going wrong, when you're uncertain as to what's coming next. Do you ever feel like that? That you just find it incredibly difficult to have a positive attitude when things are happening all around you and seem to be encroaching upon you and your space? Well, this quote says that attitude is a choice. No matter what's going on, you have control over your attitude. And by the way, your attitude can help to propel you through whatever is happening, or your attitude can make it much more difficult. It can make it so that you're plodding through 
whatever is before you. Your attitude makes a huge difference. So attitude is a choice. When you are approaching a difficult situation, you can make the choice to approach it with a problem-solving attitude, with the belief that you can figure out the puzzle, with the belief that you have enough confidence in yourself and your abilities and your relationships, your connections, that you can't figure it out on your own. You can find a community of others who can support you. Attitude is a choice. Happiness is a choice. Do you agree with that? Do you think happiness is a choice? Do you think that you can make the decision, the choice to be happy, no matter what's going on in your world? Think about that. I, I know people who have been very ill and suffering in their bodies. And some people that I've seen who've been ill are miserable. And they make everybody else miserable around them. And I mean, sometimes illness is incredibly painful and of course difficult to move through. But how the, the way you move through it is a choice. And this is saying happiness is a choice. I have seen people who are ill who have a level of contentment and positivity and happiness that even when the temple is being challenged, they are still able to engage positivity, to, to connect to the source of happiness inside of them, which I'm going to say maybe it's contentment. It's not resignation. I'm sick, but I'm not going to do it. It's more contentment that deep in my being, the source of happiness is there. The source of contentment resides within me. And having that peace and space of happiness that you kind of hold on to and nurture. I've seen people hold on to that and to be able to live through tremendous difficulty, particularly illness, with grace. Optimism is a choice. Now, do you believe that? Do you believe that you can choose to be optimistic no matter what's going on? Do you believe, now, think about where we are, a year in to the pandemic, there are glimpses of freedom because many people have gotten vaccinated. I hope you have, if, if you're eligible. And the doors are opening a little bit for us to be able to engage each other, to physically be in each other's company, slowly but surely. So I feel very optimistic about right I also feel optimistic about just the possibilities of what lies ahead. I know some people who feel dread about what lies ahead, that they've gotten so comfortable in the cocoon of being at home and being isolated, that they've gotten to the point of being afraid to go out, afraid of being optimistic, un unwilling to say, okay, I can have the thought and the belief that great opportunity and freedom is coming. I can be optimistic about that. Some people have lost faith in optimism. 
And that could be one of you. Look, our mental health is so fragile right now. Talked to several psychiatrists who talked about the negative impact of isolation and how for many people that has turned into almost like a cloud covering and that we are in a mental health crisis. And for some, the choice to be optimistic, the choice to be happy, the choice to control our attitude may seem to be gone. And for some, it may be gone if they are suffering under a cloud of depression or other mental health challenge. And if that is you, if you're listening to this and you just can't seem to access a positive attitude, you can't seem to access optimism, if as we're going through this, you're like, I can't do that, that should be a sign for you to get support. And that is a choice, by the way, rather than wallowing in whatever may have taken over your spirit, you can choose to get help. And there's lots of help out there that's anonymous for people with insurance, for people without insurance. You, if as we're going through this discussion about choice, about choosing the positive, choosing to be optimistic, choosing happiness, choosing to have a positive attitude, and you are saying, not me, I can't do it, then make the choice to get help. Kindness is a choice. Do you agree with that? Now, when we're in easy times, good times, happy times, it it can be very easy to be kind. When we're feeling stretched, stressed, tired, uh, bored, uncomfortable, it can seem difficult to be kind. When people are annoying us, when when we feel like we don't have enough time to get things done, people often skip over kindness and just try to quickly get into whatever the business is before them. That, I want to say to you, is not usually helpful. A little bit of kindness goes such a long way, and it is a choice. You can be kind even when you tell someone no. You can be kind when you have to let somebody down. Saying no We're going to do a whole segment on saying no, but I'm going to adjust it a little bit now. For me, it's difficult. In fact, just past week, I agreed to do so many things that I was absolutely exhausted come the end of the week. And my daughter said to me, Mommy, you need to start saying no more. (laughs) And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm always telling people about managing their time. I did a really poor job of it last week. I said yes too often and didn't have as much energy as I thought I did. I got through it, but I didn't want to say no. And so I'm reminding myself as I remind you, first of all, no is a complete sentence. And you can say no with kindness. I'm so sorry that I won't be able to do whatever this is that is being asked of me because I cannot, or I do not want to. That's okay too. You can do it with kindness, though. You don't have to say, I don't think that's valuable. I don't want to do that. I don't like that idea. With a bad attitude, right? You don't have to have a bad attitude. With kindness, 
You can be firm and make choices that support your life. Kindness is a choice. Giving is a choice. Back to me and saying no and saying yes. My attitude was, when people ask, I want to be able to give. When people ask, I want to be able to give. This is the attitude that I grew up having. And it's a good attitude, but it has to be balanced. If you're giving, 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 you're going to wear out. You're not the the energizer bunny, right? The battery wears out if you don't replenish and if you don't put boundaries around your giving. Giving is a choice, a wonderful thing to do, important for humanity that we are generous. And it needs to be balanced. Respect is a choice. No. When, when thinking about respect and what it looks like, I think that in order to be respectful of others, we have to pay attention to them. We need to understand what people value, what they care about. Respecting a project is understanding what's expected, what is needed in order to fulfill whatever the task is. Respecting people who have different views than you. You don't have to have a terrible attitude. You don't have to be rude, unkind. You can be respectful even if you disagree. You can be strong and fierce and forceful and respectful at the same time. You can so deeply disagree with someone about something and still Find a way to honor that person rather than tear them down. And and we saw what happens when folks don't do that in the political process in the last election. There was so much hatred and vitriol and negativity and character assassination that occurred. So much so that it became almost impossible to understand, to, to assess what was true and what was not because so much negativity filled the spaces of conversations and, and swirled around us with such intensity that respect was long gone. And I want to say to you, one of the great things about America is that we get to share our varied opinions. For the most part, it's supposed to be without fear of violence without fear of uh, being incarcerated, you know, with, with the promise of free speech. But with that promise, there is also supposed to be respect. Yes, you can say whatever you want, theoretically, but imagine if you say it through the prism of respect, that even when you disagree with someone, even if it's fundamental, you can still be respectful because you're engaging another human being. And if we hold that awareness, then the attitude that we bring to any situation to any person can help us to forge a way forward rather than tear somebody down. Let's see what's the next one. Ah, this is kind of the wrap up of it. Whatever choice you make, makes you. Whatever choice you make, makes you. This is interesting to think, you know, 
when, when I think about children and adults, and, and often contemplating what we can learn from each other across generations, and children often enjoy creating fantasies, you know, building a world, building a sandcastle, you know, with their toys, building and creating. And sometimes their imaginations are incredible and they describe what they see in this universe that they're creating. And even as it is a fantasy, they're kids, they're, they're learning, they're imagining and growing. I want to say that the choices that they are making in their imaginings reveal so much about how their minds work, what they value, what they think about. And I want to say to us as adults, we can learn from that. Because even the, the, the way that our minds work when we are dreaming, when we are envisioning possibilities far beyond the scope right before us, the way our minds work at, during the dreaming process can also be the way our minds work in so-called real life because everything is real and how we use our minds is real. If you imagine that the creativity that you offer when you're just, you're dreaming, you're imagining what, what might be, what you'd like your world to be like. And if you apply that to your everyday, then those choices are, will make you what does that quote say? The quote says, whatever choice you make, makes you. So choose wisely in everything. The little choices and the bigger choices. We make thousands of choices every day. I'm, I'm going to turn left. I'm going to turn right. I'm going to um, go to this meeting. I'm going to pause and rest. I'm going to eat. I choose what I'm going to eat so that I can uh, fill my body with nutritious food or not. The choices are endless. But they're all choices. And this, I'm going to read the whole quote to you again, just so you can think about the things we just explored. Attitude is a choice. Happiness is a choice. Optimism is a choice. Kindness is a choice. Giving is a choice. Respect is a choice. Whatever choice you make, makes you choose wisely. Again, this is from Roy T. Bennett in his book, The Light in the Heart. Whatever choice you make, makes you. Think about that. That is so powerful. I remember one day, many, many years ago, I was at a meditation program and um, in upstate New York. And as I was sitting in this program, the teacher on that day was, it was a, a program for a group of leaders. And the teacher that day was talking about what was going to happen when we left this pristine, idyllic environment and went back out into 
the world and into our daily lives. And he said that wherever you go and whatever you do, no matter where you are, you are a beacon of God's light. Wherever you go, whatever you do, and depending upon what you do, will determine whether you holding that flame are helping it to remain bright or if you are diminishing it based upon your actions, your thoughts, your words, your deeds. And I heard that and I was like, oh, that is way too much of a responsibility. I, I do not, this is what I was thinking next time. I don't want the responsibility of being God's representative all the time. And it's too much. I, I don't think I'm good enough to do that. This was in my head as we were, we were in a meditation and the teacher was sharing these thoughts. And I kind of panicked because I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I'm a leader in this community. I want to do my best. I want to, I want to be able to represent the best in my community, the best in myself, the best in humanity. But this is too, I, I don't want to hold that light all the time. And I, I remember crying and thinking, oh my gosh, this is, this is more than I can handle. I'm not that good of a person as well as thinking. And I sat with it. I, I cried and cried and cried and then I sat with it for a while. And then I realized it doesn't matter whether I want to accept it or not. It is true that each of us is a reflection of God. This is what I've been taught, this is what I believe. And we are either reflecting well or not. And so our choice needs to be, in my view, what I was taught, that, that we choose to be in the light, to stay in the light, to have thoughts that will propel us forward toward the light, that we take actions that will make us the best people that we can be, the kindest, the most honorable, the, the, the people who bring joy to ourselves and to others. And as I, I mean, I've thought about this for years. It happened many, many, many years ago. And I realized that every day the choices I make either bring me in alignment with God or not. And when I'm conscious and intentional about my choices, then I'm much more in alignment. When I'm not, or when I succumb to negativity, then that light diminishes. It's a powerful contemplation. And as I said, at first for me, it just felt like too big of a responsibility. And I didn't walk away. I, I, I think the tears helped to release whatever be, helped to begin to release whatever doubts I had about my ability to hold that flame and, and be as honorable as I could be and as responsible and as conscious as I can be about living an honorable life. And then the conscious choices that I've made since then, that I make even now, help to keep me in alignment. And, and I want to share with you, 
if you practice this, consciously choosing to have a good attitude, to claim your happiness and your joy, like my sister says, to treat yourself and others with respect. If you consciously choose to do that every day, you are aligning yourself with God. You are, because that's, that is what I've learned is how God wants us to live. I've told you that, that um, we are taught to see God in each other. Look for that greatness in everyone that you engage, starting with yourself. When you do that, it's so much easier to make positive choices because you are choosing to see the best in humanity. It works, and it makes you happy, and it gives you energy. It, by the way, as I mentioned, no being a complete sentence, the, to, in, to align yourself with God does not mean that you have to say yes to everything. You can say no with respect and help fortify your spirit so that you're ready for the next yes. Being in alignment with God does not mean that you are pushing. Actually, it means you're strong and clear and capable of making tough choices. So I want you to, to contemplate the power of choice today, this week. And pay attention to the choices that you make and make a decision as to a choice that you need to make for yourself that will make your life better, that perhaps you hadn't given enough attention. Recognize the power of choice in your life, choice that can bring you closer to God, closer to that sacred connection that you can have with others in your life. The power of choice is yours. Embrace it. And see how much joy it brings you as you embrace it. I want all of us to practice this. It is so worthwhile. And if you'd like to write down and tell me what you're choosing to do, is there one thing you're going to choose to do today, this week, to help bring you in alignment with that greatness inside? You can write it in the chat box. Let me know. We'd love to hear. Until we meet again, have a great day and make it count. Namaste.